Blog Talk Radio. Blingy greetings. It's your Bling International Diva, confident Miss Bling. And of course, I always open it up talking about the weather here in Huntsville, Alabama. It's hot. It's it's hot. It's like 84 degrees today, and we have some severe weather coming this evening that I'm really not looking forward to, but I uh, guess we got to deal with it, huh? I looked at the weather on weather.com, and the entire Midwest and South is red and orange, saying that it's going to be a severe thunderstorm and possibly some tornadoes. So I don't know how I feel about that, but I feel great because I'm here Blinging the airwaves, and we have Shanice Lewis that's going to be our wonderful guest today. And I just appreciate you all for calling in and, well, tuning in to listen to us as we talk about all things that Shanice has done. And I believe she's on the line right now. Let's see. Shanice. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I am fine. Um, how's the weather where you are? Well, I haven't even left the house today, but when you said about the weather, I just looked on my phone. Right now I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and it's 83 degrees, but I've been in the nice, cool air conditioner all day. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to we're going to basically touch on everything that you have done in the plus industry. Kind of like not kind of like how you got started and all that good stuff, all the great things that you've done and the greater things that you have coming up. Um I know that you were crowned as Miss Plus America in 2003. Tell us about that. Well, um, I'm originally from Baton Rouge. Um, that's my hometown. And so when I got bit by the modeling bug to be a plus-size model, you know, I wasn't in an area that a lot of things were going on, um, not just not for plus-size, but it wasn't a lot of things in fashion, period. So okay. um, in my search online to find opportunities for myself, I stumbled across a pageant called the Miss Plus America pageant. And it just so happens when I found it, it was the very first year of its existence. So I had never uh, competed in a pageant before. I didn't know anybody that competed in a pageant before that I could get advice from. But, you know, I was just anxious to get in the industry and was looking for any opportunity I could um, so I just went for it. And so I okay. went um, to the pageant and competed and walked away with the national title. So that was just a big wow. accomplishment because I was really <laughs> inexperienced in the pageantry world. But, um, you it. know, it was a big accomplishment. Cool, cool. I I competed um, in American Elegance Pageant in 2011, and, mm-hmm. the, and exactly what you said is how I felt. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I don't know nothing about pageantry. They're like, oh, you need a pageant coach. You need this and that. And I'm like, what? But okay, so <laughs> I know how you <laughs> felt with that. But that's awesome. That's awesome. And after you done that, you done some modeling um, with some of the big, the biggest. Um, fashion in plus size. Tell us about those places. So after I won my uh, 
pageant title, I was like, okay, if I could do this, I could do anything because I didn't even have yes. a coach, like you said. I didn't have any experience. And, you know, I was already very confident, but it just took it up to a different level. So I decided okay. to pack my bags and move to Los Angeles. So I moved to Los Angeles in 2004. And, um, okay. you know, there's a lot of people that always move uh, to a big city to try and pursue a career in acting and modeling, but I was thinking, hey, I have this national um, title that makes me different from other people, and it was the first year of the pageant, so of course it's not as known as it is now, but I still brought awareness to it and, you know, was able to break through some doors and, you know, kind of okay. helped, kind of helped bring exposure to the plus pageantry scene in general. So, you know, one of the uh, companies I was able to model for was Torrid. And, um, you know, I was able to model for um, some independent companies in Los Angeles. Some of them are kind of defunct now. Um, okay. But Torrid, Torrid is the biggest name to date. Okay. Okay. You also uh, were a spokesperson for Ashley Stewart as well, right? Yeah, so with Ashley Stewart, that came later in my career. So, you know, once I got the the pageant title and decided to pursue my career further, you know, I wanted to be a plus-size model, but then I realized I didn't have the stats to be an industry um, uh, agency sign plus-size model. So that's okay. when I decided to get more diverse in my brand and do more acting and hosting. And so I, you know, in in the beginning, my whole purpose was to be a plus-size model, but I ended up diversifying my brand, and really my niche in the plus-size industry comes from being a host or, you know, a, a, a personality. So I okay. was able to be the the spokesperson for Ashley Stewart's coast-to-coast, coast, uh, was it coast-to-coast coast curves, uh, model search or whatever. So, you know, I'm able to work with brands in different ways besides just being a model. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, you did mention something about acting, and I was going to get to that. Tell us how you got into acting. Well, I always had an interest in acting because, like, even when I was in school and college, I took acting classes, but it never clicked to me that that was something that I could pursue professionally because I'm from the South, and, you know, that's not really nothing that is encouraged because even when I said I wanted to move to Los Angeles to pursue a career in entertainment, a lot of people down here looked at me sideways like, girl, you going to move out there with all those fast people that fast life, you know. <laughs> So, you know, I um, so I always had an interest in theater and acting, but I just, you know, it just was for fun. So when I decided I was going to move to Los Angeles to pursue being a plus-size model, well, you know, you might as well pursue everything while you're out there. So it was plus-size model, yes. acting, and anything that I could get my foot in the door, basically. So, um, got you know, I, I, I got my headshots and my um, – you know, resume together and start going on auditions. And it's not like I didn't have any experience at all because I took classes in college and, you know, it was something that I had an interest in already. 
Right. Okay. Okay. So, what were some of the um some of the shows that you were featured on? So, I was uh my most popular acting credit would be on BET's Hell Date. Um, that was like the number one show on BET at the time, and I was one of the cast members. So, I wasn't one of them that got set up. I was one that helped set the people up. So, I was on like four episodes. <laughs> of that show and okay. it was like improv and it was real fun and it was a really you know, a really fun show and I, I met a lot of friends um doing the show that I still stay in touch with to this day. And um okay. you know, besides that I've I've been able to do a couple of movies and here and there and actually I'm in this movie called Noobs N O O B Z that you can actually watch on Netflix right now. That's a comedy. Okay. Cool, cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. And then um, I I do know that you were on the cover of a magazine in UK. Tell us about that. Yes. So I'm always, you know, trying to get press. I am, you know, looking to build my brand in in as big as it can go. And so I was excited that I was able to branch out into the international market. And so uh, the magazine was called uh, Curvaceous um, Inc. And, uh, you know, I was able to be on the cover and, you know, get some international exposure and it was an interview. And this was really great because the plus size is not just in America. It's plus size women all over the world. And so that's exactly. just a great opportunity to be seen overseas. Cool, cool, cool. And um, everybody has Fashion Week. You know, I've been seeing people been putting it together in different locations. I see full-figured Fashion Week. I see, you know, a lot of other plus-size Fashion Weeks. But I did see that Baton Rouge has a Fashion Week. Tell us about that. So Baton Rouge is my hometown, as I mentioned <laughs> before, and <laughs> – uh, Baton Rouge went like when I was trying to be a model. Of course, it wasn't a Baton Rouge Fashion Week then, but things okay. are changing, and you know there's Fashion Weeks popping up everywhere. Like even little small country towns are having their own Fashion Week just because everybody loves fashion. You don't have to be in only L.A. or New York to be fashionable. So um, right. Baton Rouge Fashion Week um, is started last year. 2014, and um, last okay. year I was the host of the inaugural okay. uh, Baton Rouge Fashion Week. And so this year, you know, I just thought I was going to come back and host again. And they were like, well, no, this year we want to honor you as our uh, 2015 fashion icon. And I was like, oh, my okay. God. I, that was a shock, but I was so excited because, you know, I like to do a, a lot of things with the plus-size girls, but I love even more when I do mainstream things because Baton Rouge Fashion yeah. Week is not, you know, exclusive to one size. It's everybody for the whole city. So I like when, you know, a fashion week or event can be inclusive to everybody. And so that right. was you know, a, a big accomplishment that they would even consider me when a lot of my accomplishments were in the plus-size world, that they even consider me to be the fashion icon for the whole city. So that was, you know, that was a really, really big accomplishment. And it's always good to get love from your hometown and, you know, and yes. my mama and, you know, <laughs> it felt good. 
Yeah, that's 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 a blessing. That's awesome. It's like you go in expecting one thing, and then God just <laughs> right. He just wow you like, well, I again, I wanted you to think you was getting this, but this is what I want you to have. So right, yes, that is awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Um, that's Thank awesome. you. That is awesome. You're welcome. And I also know that you are currently currently the face of a cosmetic line. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, I'm super excited about that. Um, Ida Cosmetics is a cosmetics line based in Los Angeles, and um, it's a very good line, um, very high quality, comparable to MAC Cosmetics. And um, I had connected with them, uh, and they created this campaign around me called the Confidence and Glamour Campaign. And, um, you know, they wanted to reach out to the plus-size market because, you know, a lot of plus-size models, all they model is plus-size clothing. But plus-size women buy more than plus-size clothing. We buy everything everybody else buys. And so makeup is something for all sizes. Um, so right. they created this campaign around me called Confidence and Glamour, and I've been doing campaigns for them uh, for two years. And um, actually, this is hot off the press. Next All right. week, um, I'll be shooting the Confidence and Glamour campaign for 2015, which will be premiering this summer. So. I've um, been with them for three years. I'm kind of like their Queen Latifah, and you know it's an ongoing okay. relationship. And so I'm I'm excited that they want to use me despite being a plus size. Because again, plus size women probably, you know, buy as much makeup if not more than you know skinny girls. We have money to spend too. So it's yes. good that they're embracing beauty of all shapes and sizes. So it's really exciting. That is. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And, girl, you you do a lot of amazing and great things. And another one that you've touched is radio. So tell us about, well, I know, um, I do remember you started, I don't know exactly when you started the date, but I do remember seeing Plus Model Radio. Um, Yeah. So I've been around that long to know about that. So tell us kind of about how you started and, and where the name change and all that great stuff came in at. So, um, so when I was trying to diversify my brand and decided that I wanted to go into hosting, I actually took hosting classes in Los Angeles. So I was trained to be an on-air personality. And it even taught me how to speak a little better so you can't really hear my southern twang as much. So (laughs) one of the things my teacher suggested to me was having a podcast. And she was like, podcasts are really popular right now. Now, this is seven years ago. And she was like, podcasts are popular. This is a good way to um, practice speaking publicly. It's a good way to um, expand your brand. It's good practice with interviewing. And, you know, this is a suggestion, suggestion that my teacher gave to me. 
So okay. I, you know, thought about, well, what could I do my show with? What, Who can I collaborate with? And at the time, I was working with Plus Model Magazine, and I proposed to have the official podcast for Plus Model Magazine. That's why when I launched it, it was called Plus Model Radio as the companion to Plus Model Magazine. Okay. But I've branched off now and... um it's called the Shanice Lewis Show now. I've kept the same content and the same style, but now since I'm not uh, just connected to one magazine, that just opens my market of who I can interview. I can interview different magazines that were once would have been a competitor. So, right. um, you know, I, I was just able to branch out a little more and brand it with me a little more. Um, and so I just celebrated my seventh year anniversary doing the podcast. Like sometimes I have hiatuses and, you know, but I always come back yeah. and my audience um, stays with me. So it's been, you know, it's been good. It's good. I love doing it. Cool. Congrats. Congrats to that as well. And I've been, we've been on Blog Talk around the same time because I, I started in 2007 and this to be my eighth year of September and, okay. and people don't understand, because so, so, we, we do so many different things, and it's like they feel like we got to be here forever, and it's not like we leave forever and don't come back when you just said the hiatuses. Like, that's understandable. Um, right. What What was going on for you in between that time when you took your break? Well, you know, <laughs> I always take breaks every now and then, so it's various okay. things. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I just get a little frustrated, uh, because for me at one time I had three guests per show. Now I love doing three guests per show because I feel like if it's somebody less popular coming on, they benefit from like the right. headlining person at the end and the people are forced to listen to everybody to hear who they want to hear. So I love doing three guests per show. However, you know, the more people you try and schedule per show, it's just sometimes it gets too much because I'm interviewing professional people, but they don't have headshots. They don't have bios. They can't answer ah. their email. And, you know, and I'm a one-woman show, and the podcast is not everything I do. That's one of a 100 things. So sometimes yeah. I'd be like, you know what, let me take a break because these people are getting <laughs> on my nerves. And, I, you know, just people just don't know how unprofessional some people can be behind the <laughs> scenes. <laughs> so sometimes the hiatus is because I need a breather. But yeah. other times <laughs> the hiatus is because, you know, I get sick. Like last year I got really, really sick. And I was in the hospital, and I was uh, on ICU, and I almost oh, wow. died. Um, that was July 2014. So, um, okay. you know, I uh, got sick last year, too, so I didn't have hardly any shows last year. But, um, okay. you know, I'm I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Okay. And that's what, that's what matters. That's what matters right. in the... Girl, I understand. When I tell you I understand because I had to do it. I had to take a hiatus, and it does get frustrating, you know, especially with the most popular people, A-list, B-list, C-list, celebrities, or whatever. Right. They still have the most behind the scenes. Ooh, girl, oh, girl. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. <laughs> oh, my God, I almost threw my tablet. I'm like, girl, I... I don't get it, and it's like, 
girl, that's another show. But <laughs> right, right, yeah. And yeah, then, they, you know, they'll... if it was a if it was a, a radio station, it would be easy to be more consistent because you have a team. Like it'll be one person right. booking people, and you wouldn't have to deal with. All you have to do is come in and host. But uh, right. you know, the podcast is kind of like a one woman show, and it you know it yes. takes a lot. So to be doing a podcast like we're doing for seven and eight years, you know, everybody can't do that. It takes a lot of work. It does. It does. I see. You know, people have asked me to you know help them or want to help me, and then they branch off and do their own little show and. I'm like, okay, well, you know, they tried to sneak and do it. And I'm like, you ain't got to sneak to do it. It's, it's okay, if you want to do it, that's fine. But I know with the type of per- – I know their personality that they they were like, no, nah, this is too much. I can't do it. And that's it's been a proven fact. Like, everybody can't do this. It's it's a right. lot of work. It right. looks fun. Yeah, we have some of the greatest people in the world on our shows, but right. it's a lot of work. Right, as if anything. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And um, it was a couple of other things that I was going to ask you about. It was, tell us about the Love Your Body campaign. Well, um, I used to produce this event in Los Angeles called Love Your Body Day. Now, Love Your Body Day is a day that is uh, was created and celebrated by the National Organization for Women. And the National Organization for Women is like a big major organization in America that is mostly political. They mostly, okay. um, you know, fight for women's rights to end racism. And, you know, they back uh, candidates running for office. But um, one of the things they have is Love Your Body Day, too, and it just kind of fit with everything I was doing, and I wanted to, uh, you know, get involved with this particular campaign. So I joined my local chapter, which was um, the Hollywood chapter of Hollywood now, and they weren't doing anything with Love Your Body Day. So they was like, here, you can take it, do whatever you want to, and we'll support you. So I created an event that was like a community event that was free to attend, and it included a um, fashion show with plus-size models, vendors, you know, fun, entertainment, and just a free day to celebrate uh, having a positive body image. So one of the things I did every year, I did that event for six years, and one of the things I did every year was have a celebrity host, and I would do a photo shoot with the celebrity host as the promo to promote the event in advance. And so in 2010, my celebrity host was Whitney Thompson, who was the first and I think only full-figure model to win America's Next Top Model. And so prior to that, all of the photo shoots I had with the celebrity host were closed, so of course they didn't get that much uh, publicity and press. But Whitney suggested that we did our photo shoot nude. So, honey, we did that photo shoot nude and released it to the (laughs) public, and it made an international media buzz and was all over the world, literally. Like, we got on Entertainment Tonight, Extra, Huffington Post, you know, all the major blogs in America and around the world. So that was like... um, you know, not only did it help my event that year, but it just gave exposure to me in general as somebody 
in the the confidence and in positive body image industry. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and um will you be doing something like that in the near future? Um elaborating on that campaign or something around that campaign? Would you be doing something like that in the near future? Well, I see the thing is the Love Your Body Day didn't belong to me. Love Your Body Day okay. was in ex- existence before I even knew about the organization. So if I do okay. do something, it couldn't be Love Your Body Day because I don't own that. I didn't create that concept. Um, Got it. But, you know, I'm always thinking about doing another signature event. And now that I'm in the South, I would love to do something down South, but I just have to have the right time and the right people. And, you know, if I do right. it, I want to do it right. Okay. Okay. And what advice, Shanice, can you give to full-figure women? And I mean women in general, but more so our full-figure sisters who are struggling for information or trying to find out a way to break in the plus industry, what advice and um, encouragement can you give them to move forward to be a plus-size model? Well, my advice would be to do research like, Usually people in the industry, one of the, the the questions we hate the most is how to be a plus-size model. Like if you mm-hmm. Google and read, you can learn how to – if you Google and read, you can learn how to build a bomb. So surely you can read the steps it takes to be a plus-size model. So sometimes when people will be like, I don't know what to do, tell me what to do, really what they're saying is, can you hook me up? Can you yes. introduce me to some? That's what that really means. But if somebody really wants to be a plus-size model, all they have to do is research, read what it takes to do, and put it into action if they really have the stats and the look. Like I said, I wanted to be a plus-size model. I found out that I didn't have the right height or the right size to be an agency model and go all the way to the top, but I found my niche in the industry in other ways. So, you know, right. just setting realistic goals on what you are able to do and then just working hard and never give up. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you and you said the key thing. People be looking for hookups. They be you know, yeah. they lazy. They don't wanna go the way that we went to do the things that we do. They we right. done research obviously. You know what I'm saying? They want you to just hand it out for them and it's not gonna work like that. And even if you don't like to read, on my podcast, I interview many successful plus-size models, and I ask them how they got their start. So even if you're not a reader, you can listen. So the information on how to be a plus-size model, how to get in the industry is easily accessible. But the problem is you have to work and put it into action. And that's yeah. where, where, you know, it separates who's going to be successful to who's not. Yes, yes. And um, we got like a few minutes left. I wanted to touch on one other thing, then I had another, mm-hmm. like two other questions, and then, you know, get out. But um, Fashion Link, Fashion Link yes. Fashion Weekend, tell us about that. So this is my second year hosting 
Fashion Link Fashion Weekend in St. Croix. And actually, this year it's going to be in St. Croix and St. Thomas. Um, it's going to be May 21st through the 24th. Um, it's the like the best plus-size fashion show in the Caribbean. Um, I'm going to be there with, I have co-host Sherry Lee Meredith of Go Curvy and Kedar Whittle, a great actor and comedian who also was on Hell Date with me on BET. And, um, yeah. you know, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a good plus positive event, and the beaches are so beautiful. And it's just a great backdrop to have fun, fellowship, and empowerment. Um, and so the website for that is fashionlinkvi.com. Cool, cool. And the last question I asked everybody, if you can think of anything that you would want me to bling out for you, what would it be? Um, I would just say, uh, what what is a a, a, a item that you wear? What would yes. I want blinged out? Yes. Um, you know what? I like jewelry. I wear blinged out jewelry all the time. I love rhinestones. So I have <laughs> rhinestones, earrings, necklaces, and that might come from being a pageant girl too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love rhinestone okay. jewelry. Okay. Well, I I got something in mind for you. Okay. I actually do. So I'm gonna talk to you about that offline. But okay. I want you to go ahead and give everybody your information and let them know where they can find you. So um, visit my website at ShaniceLewis dot com. And that's spelled C H E N E S E L E W I S. Dot com And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything in my government name, Shanice Lewis. And um, also the official website for my podcast is ShaniceLewisShow.com. So, you know, I'm very friendly. I love talking online. So hit me up. Cool, cool. And thank you so much for calling and sharing everything about Shanice with the world. I appreciate you. And Thank you. I will definitely, you're welcome. And I will call you, will call you, but I'll contact you and let you know what I have. I need to know okay. your ring size. A What's your ring size? Ten. A 10. Okay, I got you. I got you. So I'm going to hit you up um, in a little while and, and let you know about that. But thank you again for calling. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, everybody, that was Shanice Lewis. And if you would like to be a guest sponsor or if you just would like to, you know, be on the show, email me, blingradioshow at gmail.com or call the 24-hour bling line. It's 401-55-BLING. That's 401-55-BLING. That's my time. I will be back tomorrow. And let's see, tomorrow we have Justin of Jimmy Swag Eyewear. He's the CEO of Jimmy Swag Eyewear. He will be on the show tomorrow talking about his brand and everybody who he has had and his amazing eyewear. And same time, same place, same voice, same face. It's your confident diva, Miss Bling. And I will be back tomorrow. Ciao, Bling Radio.